0: The Twins salvage the series finale, but they lose two out of three in Texas to the Rangers. Plus, the Twins have two All-Stars. Nice. Let's break it all down on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Sunday, July 10th. And I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Hey, Twins fans, you're going to love this. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show for more information on this awesome new tool for collectors. You're going to want to check out the Sports Card Investor app. Again, this is Nash Walker. It's my third season, recording five days a week on the Minnesota Twins. I've been writing about the twins at twinsdaily.com. For four seasons today, we're going to talk about this series in Arlington. We're going to talk about the twins, all stars. We're going to talk about the twins as a whole, as we kind of reassess right now, we got a day off on Monday, so we'll reassess where the twins are at after this weekend series down in Arlington. Let's start with the good news. Byron Buxton, Louisa rise are all stars. They will be heading to LA to participate in the all-star game. I don't know if either one will play. I assume Louie will play. I don't know if Byron will play. The word from Darren Wolfson was that Buxton was asked to participate in the Home Run Derby, and he declined. So it would have been cool to see Buck in the Home Run Derby, but it's not worth the injury risk. It's not worth everything that comes along with that. But let's start with Buxton as an all-star. I know it's been a really weird first half for him, and I know he's turned into more of a Miguel Sano-type hitter. Then we want to admit, but the thing even with Sano is he has some plate discipline and plate discipline doesn't mean you don't swing and miss. It means you lay off tough pitches and Sano in his career actually has good plate discipline when he's going right. He has good plate discipline. You look in 2019, he's got a 365 on base percentage or whatever it was. It's because he drew a ton of walks. Byron Buxton doesn't have good plate discipline. He swings at just about everything. He's when you watch Barton Buxton at the plate, he's as fearsome as any slugger in the league at the plate, maybe more fearsome than any peer slugger in baseball as an opposing pitcher, especially when he's in one of those runs. But he's still easy to attack at the plate because he's going to wave at sliders down and away. He's going to swing and miss at fastballs up when he's not going completely right. So he's, he's very simple, but he's not easy to face. And I think when you look at his first half, that has come to fruition in a huge way. Pitchers haven't been able to get Byron Buxton to not hit home runs very often. Like he's going to hit his home runs, but he struck out a lot. He hasn't been on base a whole lot. And yet when you look at his first half, 23 home runs, he's on pace for six wins above replacement. He hasn't been on the injured list once knock on wood. And he's an all-star for the first time in his career. This is an awesome accomplishment for Byron Buxton. Such a long time coming. If you were to show me right now and you said, Hey, Right before the break, Byron Buxton is going to make his first All-Star team. He's going to have 23 home runs. He's going to be on pace for six wins above replacement. I would say, awesome. Then you show me the on-base percentage, I'd say, ooh, it's a little low. The average a little low. But I would take all of that over Byron Buxton on the injured list. I would take all of that over Byron Buxton of the past. Even last year when he played only 61 games, he's already surpassed that mark. He's an All-Star this year. And he's been integral for this lineup. And I know it's been up and down. It's been really streaky. And I've touched on that a lot. You know, he'll have these stretches where he's unbelievable. And then he'll go quiet for weeks, it feels like, at a time. But congrats to Byron Buxton, man. He's an all-star. He deserves it. He's worked his butt off. He's dealt with so much in his career. We talk about it constantly. And it's worth talking about because he has dealt with a lot in his career. And I actually think his knee injury is holding him back at the plate, in the field, everywhere, so his numbers are not a complete reflection of who he is because I don't think he's healthy, and he's never really been healthy outside of 2017, yet he's still an all-star because he's so insanely talented. He's someone you want on your team, and my my main tagline on Locked On Twins for the last four years or three years is, Barton Buxton will do something in a game almost every day that gives you a chance to win or helps you win that game. And it's a catch sometimes, Sometimes it's a homer. Sometimes it's a stolen base, or sometimes it's a, a you know running from first to third on a single that most guys can't get to third on, or a cutoff throw. Something little, almost every day, Byron Buxton does to help the Twins win, and that's why their record with him in the lineup is just so much better than without over the last handful of years. Because he is that special, he is that valuable, and he is that dude. Congrats to Byron Buxton and Luis Ariz, the Twins' first half MVP, Louis. Get the chills because he's just so fun to watch. And this first half has been awesome. I mean, from a fan's perspective, to watch what Luis Arise has done here for the Twins, it's a joy. It's a joy to watch him every single day. And he's taken what he did before and he's turned the dials up by like 50%. So he was already a great on base threat. Turn that up. He's already hits for a super high average. Turn that up. He already didn't swing and miss very much. Turn that up. What a first half. I mean, what a first half. Rockaball Deli said today in the clubhouse, saw the video. He said, I don't know if I've ever seen an offensive season like this in my entire life. What a, what a first half for Luis Arise. And I didn't see this coming. And baseball is so beautiful every single year. Things that we just don't see coming happen. And this is, I, I would not even, I couldn't tell you. I didn't talk at all this offseason about Luis Arise potentially taking another step forward and being like a true MVP candidate in 2022 wasn't even on my radar because he was trending downward and he still had great numbers but he was trending downward so i didn't even think this was possible this year and that's what baseball does and louisa rise has worked his butt off to get here as well these two it's so funny to have them as the two twins representatives how different they are louisa rise left-handed you know low swing and miss high on base position list essentially and byron buxton One of the best defenders in the world at a premium position, a lot of swing and miss, huge power, such different players, a lot of strikeouts, just completely different players. And they're both great in their own way. Both of them are going to the all-star game. And I want to talk about this weekend's series. The Twins win the third game of the series, but they lost the series on the weekend. Let's talk about it after this word from Athletic Greens. It's time to take control of your health with Athletic Greens. What is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, and aging. All the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's so interesting when I record Sunday night, the Sunday game does impact my recording Sunday night, more so than the first two games, like the twins won today. So I have to remind myself that they lost this series. They lost two out of three in Texas, and this was a series they should have won. They, they not needed to win, but these are series that you, you would like to win, you know, a team that's below 500, not really, you know, fringe playoff contender. These series are going to happen, and ultimately, you have to limit the damage. And I think the Twins have done that really well this year. They've not lost four in a row. If they would have lost today, that would have been four in a row, longest losing streak of the season. They've limited damage. They haven't been, been swept by the Astros, but since then, haven't been swept. And they avoided a sweep today, which is good, but they still lost the series. And I think people were discouraged this weekend, myself included, with the starting pitching. I think a couple things can be true here. Joe Ryan is not as bad as we've seen recently. Sonny gray is not as bad as he was Friday night. And I think Devin Smeltzer is not as good as he's been for most of the season. And that's kind of coming home to roost. You're seeing regression to the mean for Devin Smeltzer. I think Sonny gray is a solid frontline starter for this team. I think at the end of the year, he'll be there if he's healthy. I think Joe Ryan is a rookie. But he's clearly a frontline starter as well when he's right. He hasn't looked the same since coming back from the COVID list. But you have your you know, two frontline starters. They're missing a number, a clear number one, and I've said that since the offseason. But I think those two will be fine. Smeltzer, it's, again, it's coming home to roost for him. It's, he's showing up. When you throw 89 with a fastball, and credit to Devin Smeltzer for getting as far as he has. And I think he can carve out you know, a decent major league career here. But he wasn't going to keep that up. He's going to give up a bunch of homers. He's a soft tossing lefty. And again, credit him for how far he's coming, for helping the Twins as much as he has in the first half of this year. But that the results are starting to even out for Devin Smeltzer. And Bailey Ober's hurt. And when Bailey Ober comes back, I think the rotation will stabilize a little bit better. Chris Archer's hurt. Dylan Bundy today was shaky at best. It wasn't awful, but absolutely was not good. He was ooh, shaky today. Certainly, I think the rotation should stabilize, hopefully, in the second half, if they can get healthier. Josh Winder is now in the rotation. He's going to start, I believe, the second game of the Milwaukee series, maybe the first game, one of the two in the Milwaukee series this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, with Joe Ryan starting the other game. So hopefully, the rotation can stabilize, but it was a bad series for the starters, and that beat up the bullpen. These games were still close, and I keep saying it because it's true. Feels like the Twins playing a close game every single day. And sometimes they lose, sometimes they win. A lot more times this year, they've won close games, it feels like. But they have blown a lot as well. I'm thinking more of in an April and May, they were winning those games. And then in June and into July, they started to lose those games. But they win a 6-5 ball game. Tyler Duffy records the save. Wasn't easy. Got it done, though. I think Duffy can get back to being you know, a solid seventh-inning reliever for this team. I, I made a really strong point when he was struggling mightily, that there's still a reliever in there. There's still a decent reliever in Tyler Duffy, but not in the eighth and ninth inning. They had to use him today, and they weren't going to use Pagan today. Uh, Something tells me Pagan would have blown that game in the ninth. I don't know. I just felt that way. I felt like Pagan would have given up that lead. Rocco goes to Duffy. It works. He records the save, and the Twins win 6-5. I think they could have won game one when they had a 3 nothing lead. They blew it. They blew multiple leads. They could have won that game. I think they could have won Saturday as well. And Yohan Duran gave up a couple of runs and credit the Rangers for beating Yohan Duran in that uh, eighth inning. But they won today. They take one out of three. It's not ideal, but you're going to lose series. And you're going to lose series on the road throughout the course of a season. And that kind of leads me into talking about this team as a whole, which I do almost every single day I talk about this team in the grand scope of the league and I try to put context into everything and I try to build stories off of what I see in that day's game in the scope of the American League I think I'm somewhere in between this is a, a you know a contending team a team that if you get them into the playoffs they can make some serious noise you know they they haven't benefited from the central as much as they've just taken care of business I'm in between that and I'm in between. This is not a good team. This is just a team that's eating on the American League Central and that will ultimately crumble and, and get destroyed if they do make the playoffs. I'm somewhere in the middle. Let's talk about that after this word from Sports Card Investor. Welcome to the world of Sports Card Reimagine. The Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals, and profit from the hobby you love. Available completely free. In the Google Play and Apple App Stores, the Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for baseball fans. It's completely free. You can browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. And you can check the latest values of your favorite cards with 7-day or 30-day charts. Download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. If you don't have the apps, go to sportscardinvestor.com. Slash locked on. That's sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. If not, download the sports card investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Store. Sports Card Investor, Sporting World Reimagined. Where do the twins fall? I think everybody wonders. Some people have strong opinions either way. Where the twins fall? I do think it's somewhere in the middle. I think this team is incomplete. And I think we've known this team is incomplete. At least I have since opening day, they didn't add another frontline starter. They traded away their closer right before opening day. They have clear holes on this roster. My point on opening day, I remember in the season preview might've been the season around the season preview before the season started. I said, the goal here is to win enough games, put yourself in a position in the first half leading up to the trade deadline, where you can make some moves at the deadline and you're a buyer at the deadline because you are in a decent spot. And if that was the threshold for this first half, leading up until the deadline, now we have 14 games to play until the trade deadline for the Twins. They have a lot of off days, which is, I think, a good thing for them. A lot of games to play. If you, if that was the the barometer, and it was in some ways for me, because the expectations for this team was, you know, they're going to be well behind the White Sox. They're going to compete for a wild card, hopefully. And they've been, you know, better than that. They're 48 and 80. They're in first place. They're up four and a half on Cleveland. They're up five on the White Sox. And if that was my barometer, I'll stick true to that. And that's going to be true, hopefully, unless they collapse over the next 15 games. But even if they did, they'd still be in a position to buy, I think, at the deadline, unless they go 0-15 or whatever. Up until then, they're going to be in a position to buy, and they're going to be in a position to supplement this roster. And that was the goal for me. Have a first half that's good enough where you can get to the deadline, you didn't get that extra frontline starter in the offseason, and you, the bullpen's a little weak, and the, the team has holes, but if you can survive in some ways until the trade deadline, you're in a good spot, and the Twins are in a good spot. Unquestionably, the Twins are in a good spot. I, I don't think that's debatable to say the Twins are in good position right now. To be in first place, up by four and a half games on Cleveland, have the White Sox still be below 500 in mid-July. The Twins are in it. They were to take this outcome 15 out of 15 times, not knowing about all the games they blew, even if they knew they were going to blow all those games. They take this, in, this outcome every single day of the week because this is a good outcome for them to this point. With that being said, it could have been better. We know how they got here, and it could have been larger. The lead could be larger right now. The team could be better. It's not a perfect team. It's not a great team. I think it's a good team. I think it's a competitive team, but it's an incomplete team. And as we approach the deadline, it's imperative that if the Twins want to survive, not only in the second half, but importantly, finish that playoff losing streak, end it, put a nail in it, you're done with the losing streak, they need to supplement this team. They need to supplement this team. They know that. They know the bullpen lacks weapons in the back end. They know they could use another starter. They know all that. So now it's up to them to make those moves to supplement this roster that is incomplete. It's not complete. It hasn't been complete since opening day. And I'm not surprised that there's been holes. I'm a little shocked how bad the bullpen has been over the last couple weeks. But to be 48-40 and is about right. You know, given what we knew on opening day, what we know now, 48-40, and is about right and when you put it in the context of the central and you say that's in first play they're in first place by four and a half games at 48 and 40 they're in a great spot you know they're in a really really nice spot right now and they put themselves in position where now if you don't win this division if you don't make it to the playoffs if you don't supplement at the deadline it's a massive disappointment when before if we had gotten to this point and they're you know six seven eight games back of the white Sox, and i'm sitting here That's not a good spot to be. And I'd be talking about trading Carlos Correa and trading away, you know, Duffy or Pagan, who could trade those guys away, but trading, you know, guys away right now. And instead, they are in a position to make the playoffs. They're 65, 70% to make the playoffs on most sites. And that's a great spot. We're going to be back Tuesday after this opener against the Brewers. They will miss Corbin Burns. They will miss Brandon Woodruff, which is good news for the Twins. We'll have Joe Ryan and Josh Winder going in this series. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB Stars of Tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day, and go Twins. Congrats to the Twins 2 All-Stars, Byron Buxton and Luis Rise. So fun to watch them this year. Thanks again for watching. Leave a comment, like, subscribe. Let me know what you think. Go Twins.